What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Finish Line with Jerry O'Neill. How do I know that name? And The Shot Doctor. I was focused on family um, and doing different things uh, to take care of that aspect. And like I told you last year, um, you know, I like being here. I like where I'm at. You know, I like the city, the fans. Uh, I enjoy where I play basketball. And obviously, with the extension, shows that. The fact that Russell is locked in, does that, does that factor into your thinking? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, him to be committed here, it says a lot. Uh, not only in, in us pairing together, but just knowing what type of dude Russ is and, and his values and his beliefs and you know him being committed in this organization says a lot. And I'm the one person that's enjoying it here. So I think uh, when that time comes, the decision will be uh, easier. Paul George, longtime star at Indiana, now a sidekick of Russell Westbrook, who we heard earlier from Oklahoma City, uh, signing that long-term extension. Of course, Carmelo Anthony, and not a part of that group. We'll talk some NBA uh, every weeknight at 5.30, Magic Drive Time, Dante Marcatelli hosts that. But I look forward to talking to m- my friend Tony Mejia now and throughout the course of the year as well. He's an NBA insider, Orlando-based, writes at VegasInsider.com. Tony, how are you? I'm doing great. Pleasure to be on with the uh, sideline reporter for the nationally ranked night. Thank you very much. And you, you know the shot, Doctor, right? I do, I do. Tony, it's good to see you again, young man. Let's talk some NBA. I'm ready. All right, let's start with that. We heard, and were you surprised at all to see Russell Westbrook sign the lengthy extension, uh, which takes his name out of free agency for the time being, right? No, I thought he, I thought he would pull the trigger on that. There would have been too much backlash, and it, it seems like L.A. is set with, uh, with the Lonzo Ball era getting ready to start. Um, you know, I, I don't think he was as uh, gung-ho about jumping ship to the Clippers, even if he wanted to go home. So it's a good situation. He knows Sam Presti will bend over backwards to get him talent, uh, as he proved this offseason. We've so, read many um, a story, Tony, about uh, Paul George wanting to play in L.A., and yet you heard him right there. Uh, does it mean anything? Do you, think, do you think it does mean something for Paul George that he would know playing with uh, Russell Westbrook this year that uh, Russ is going to be there, that he might consider staying? Yeah, there's no team under more pressure than the Thunder because if this works out well, they're going to they're keep Paul George, and that's that's the chief objective other than competing for a championship is moving that team going forward with uh, essentially Paul George stepping into Kevin Durant. I, I want to ask one follow-up. The Shot Doctor's got a series of questions. Do you think the combination of Russell Westbrook, the guy that we saw last year, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony, can they dance together and make good music? That's going to depend on, on Westbrook's ability to keep Melo happy. Uh, but I think Paul George fits in seamlessly, and he's, he's the key there uh, with his ability to defend on the other end. He'll have to draw Durant and, and other key wings in the, in the East. But as far as in the West, as far as Melo goes, uh, he's the X factor because if he plays well, yeah, they've got a, a chance of beating any, everybody. All right, Tony. So Boston made a bunch of moves this offseason. You bring in uh, Gordon Haywood, a free agent, Trevor Kyrie Irving, the draft. Fantastic player over there. 
Uh, Jason Tatum from Duke. How fast will it take Brad Stevens to have these guys up to speed where they can all play together and start winning games really fast? Well, I mean, he was doing a great job plugging in and guys and playing the strings with a weaker team last year with Isaiah Thomas, a defensive liability, uh, you know, with Brown being a rookie. So I think now you have, you have those guys with more seasoning, uh, Rozier, who's really stepped up, and, and Horford, who, Horford, who's there in year two. And then you bring in two guys who are both team players uh, in, in, uh, in Hayward and, and Irving as far as buying in and really being up for whatever. So I think, I think right now you've got the Celtics as the favorite in the East regular season-wise. But uh, in the postseason, obviously, you still got to go through LeBron and Cleveland. So Minnesota was a very young team last year. Wiggins is a good young player, and so is Carl Anthony Towns. Then you bring in some veterans via trade. Jimmy Butler comes in. Tosh Gibson comes in. You sign a veteran point guard, Jeff Teague. All good moves. Tom Thibodeau is the coach and also the president. What is the ceiling this year, Tony, for Minnesota with the guys they got right now? I think they, they compete with Oklahoma City to win that Northwest title. I mean, I think that's the ceiling, but that's also the expectation. You expect Towns to take a step forward. Uh, you, you expect the defense to improve with Tibbs under year two, especially with Jimmy Butler there, uh, really masking some holes. And Houston. Houston also, you bring in Chris Paul, but that was it. They tried to get Carmelo Anthony. They could not do that. It was a good team last year with James Harden, good three-point shooters, Ryan Anderson and guys like that. And now Chris Paul is there. Um, how much better, actually, though, is Houston with Chris Paul on the roster also? They're better in that they're going to be able to – be sharper late in games and late in the season. I mean, it was clear that James Harden broke down at the pace he was going with all the triple doubles. And in March and, and April, he wasn't the same player. His legs weren't in his three-point shot. Um, they might lose more games during the regular season, but I think if Paul stays healthy, you know, you, you'll get a fresher James Harden and a better team come April of May. Tony Mejia is with us. Uh, he writes, covers the NBA as an insider for VegasInsider.com. He is Orlando base, so we've known him from many, many years as well. We'll talk about the Magic in a little bit, get your thoughts. What about LeBron with Kyrie Irving wanting out and they making the deal with Boston, uh, the acquisition of Derrick Rose, the acquisition of Dwayne Wade in signing after Wade was bought out uh, in Chicago? What do you make of uh, Cleveland? Even talk about Kevin Love playing the five position. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be a team that it'll be interesting to monitor LeBron's approach to the regular season because normally he doesn't care, and he was actually happy to defer to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love last year. This year he might have more of a chip on his shoulder, but at the same time that's a guy that values his conditioning for the playoffs more than anything else. Takes that training camp uh, around the, the the new year just to make sure his body's ready for the grind. So I think that they'd be just fine seeding the number one seed to Boston so long as, as they got everybody healthy. Uh, and, yeah, he's got, he's got to make some uh, accommodations for a guy like Derrick Rose and a guy like Dwayne Wade, who just simply aren't uh, the athletes that they used to be. Vegas odds in the East. What's the pecking order going into the regular season? And I'm talking about the team favored to get to the NBA Finals. Uh, let me bring those up right now. I mean, win total-wise, the Celtics are 50, uh, at 54 uh, and the Cavs are at 54 and a half, so they're really viewed uh, very similarly. But as far as championship odds, it, it's it's definitely still the Cavaliers. I'll get your numbers in a second if you want to. Do you on. do you buy that? Are you do you agree with those odds? Yeah, I mean, I, you you still have to beat LeBron in a series, and although there is a better team there, uh, you've got guys in Hayward and Kyrie Irving 
and, and Horford who haven't played together. And uh, all those guys need to mesh. I mean, we're going to get a hundred games worth before we see the Celtics and the Cavs in a, in a conference final. But you, you, Pretty much on paper, have but to don't, give the, uh, don't you the think that who's got an eight three final? Yeah, but don't you think that Boston group uh, on paper in your mind, the eye test will tell you that that group will play together maybe better than Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, uh, who and, and and LeBron, and I'm talking about even the aging of of uh, Wade and Rose a little more this time around. Well, sure, and, and, and in a series, especially if it goes the way I think it will, where the Celtics end up with the top spot and games one and seven are going to end up in, in, uh, in Boston instead of Cleveland, you have to give the Celtics a, a reasonable chance. The, the latest odds out of the East at Boston at two to one and Cleveland at five to eight. So the Cavs are still slightly favored, but it, I mean, it's, it's basically those two and uh, the, the uh, odds are very small in, in the Cavs favor. You know, Tom, we've heard and seen all of, all of the stuff about Lonzo Ball and in summer in the summer league. He played really well, played early on in the preseason. Looks like a really good point guard. And the Lakers have a lot of good young players. Luke Walton's now in his second year. What the young guys the Lakers have right now, led by the great Lonzo Ball, what kind of a team can they have this year? Is this a playoff team in a Western Conference? I, I don't think it's a playoff team because the, the uh, West is just too deep. I mean, it goes 11 deep as far as legitimate playoff contenders. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to depend a lot on the other guys on the roster taking a step forward. Or, you know, Julius Randle, I think, has a, has a high ceiling. Um, you know, obviously Brandon Ingram uh, has to take a step forward. It's going to be a young team. You don't, you're probably not going to want to play them at the at Staples Center, but they'll probably struggle on the road. It's a 50 loss team. At the Clippers, you know, you, of course you lose Chris Paul. You replace him essentially with, uh, with Patrick Beverly and a couple more guys like that. You still have... Uh... Blake Griffin, you still have DeAndre Jordan. You bring in Danilo Gallinari that can play the small forward and shoot the three. What kind of a team does Doc Rivers put out there for, for the Clippers? Are they a top four seed still in the West without Chris Paul? No, I really don't think so. I mean, we're going to see about the Spurs and how significant this Kyrie, uh, this Kawhi Leonard injury is and if it lingers throughout the season. But I think you've got a clear top three in Golden State, Houston, Oklahoma City. And then you, you've got to tip your hat to San Antonio if Leonard's healthy. Minnesota, Memphis, New Orleans, Utah, Denver, and the Clippers are all in the same mix as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the key to the Clips is going to be if Beverly can stay healthy and be a defensive pest uh, throughout the season. I'm kind of curious about this team. They made a trade last year. The Pelicans, they're bringing in the great DeMarcus Cousins. He'll be on the team at least through the end of this year. That's when his contract runs out. So you got Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, you signed Drew Holiday for a lot of money, and they brought in Rondo. Uh, what kind of a team can Alvin Gentry put together with all these kind of guys like this, the two big guys? Will it work? Can, can this become any kind of a playoff team in the West? It can, and it's, it's got to be the twin point guard look that makes it happen. I mean, obviously you're going to go through Anthony Davis, so Marcus Cousins has to be understanding, has to be in good shape, has to at least give uh, you know some care on defense. And then if Rondo and, and Holiday are averaging 16 assists a game, uh, that means people are eating, and uh, they're probably getting back on defense, and you'll see more wins than losses. But if one of those two guys get help, get uh, injured, um, depth is really limited on that team, so they, they don't have much room for error. Our guest is Tony Mejia. He'll be a longtime visitor throughout the course of the basketball season. We'll look forward to his visit. Uh, by the way, we are Legal ID, WYGM Orlando, WJRRHD2 Cocoa Beach, 96.9 The Game, Orlando Sports Leader. It's the finish line with a shot doctor. I'm Jerry O'Neill. If the athlete uh, is 
E on empty or F full tank, where is Dwight Howard's gauge? He, well, it's it's right there in the middle, but he's a back tweak away from going way towards empty and being essentially a guy that you can't really have on the court because of his offensive limitations. If he's not getting back and being that athlete on the boards and, and at, at the back of your defense, uh, that's, you know, that's why the, the Hawks were so keen on getting rid of him. He was, you know, guys in the locker room weren't getting along with him. So the Hornets basically got him on the cheap and it's a good move uh, if he stays healthy and motivated. Rob Hannigan is no longer the general manager of the Orlando Magic. They brought in John Hammond as GM. Jeff Weltman as the president of basketball operations. We talked to both those guys on Magic Media Day. Uh, you like those signings, those hirings for this team, right? I do. Yeah, I like John Hammond a lot. and don't know Weltman at all, but uh, met John, and he's very smart, and he's gotten results in Milwaukee. Okay, well, let's talk about what they did in the draft. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, was that the guy that you would have circled for them at that position in the first round? Uh, you know, we, we talked about it, and we both like him. I like Dennis Smith uh, a little bit better. I thought he was more dynamic, but I understand why a, a team that just, you know, John coming off of a, a, getting a Giannis Antetokounmpo and a Jabari Parker on his team, guys with long wingspan, right. uh, that, you know, can, can really change the game at both ends, uh, would, would opt for a Jonathan Isaac. Because you saw him last night. I mean, I watched the, the debut uh, on, the, on the Memphis channel because we didn't get it here in Orlando. But uh, he looked like he fit in. He's going to mix it up between him and Jonathan Simmons. I think uh, you know Orlando fans are going to get a great effort every night, which is key. We we might see obviously Dallas drafted Dennis Smith, the kid out of North Carolina State. If you go in that direction, then that would tell you a little bit about uh, Alfred Payton. I would say because you would expect sure. him to push Payton maybe even aside. Do you think that means they want to give every effort? Uh, to uh, to have Alfred Payton stay, and obviously at the end of this season will be the qualifying offer necessary to try to keep him here. So it's a big year for for him, for uh, obviously Aaron Gordon and Mario Hizonia for those to gauge for the, this leadership to gauge who those guys are on this roster, right? Sure, Hizonia's got to take a huge step forward, um, and he'll he'll get the opportunity to do that. He's you know finally filled out a little more. Uh, and he's not so young and and really facing an uphill battle in terms of what he had to get acclimated to. Gordon, I think, is a guy that you have to keep long-term. Uh, just so much promise there, and, and, and he's got improvement. And, yes, uh, Peyton's the guy that, at this point, this, this is a, a huge year for him. Um, is he going to straighten out that jump shot? If so, then you can pay him. If he doesn't, he's a backup point guard in this team. As this roster sits, you know, on the eve of the season a year ago, collectively a lot of new pieces but collectively it won 29 games what's the ceiling for this orlando magic team in this uh league this year well the vegas number is 33 so that means that you know if, if you like the the uh magic to overperform all they have to do is avoid a, another 50 loss season uh to me i think ceiling wise they can compete for the eight seed it just depends on how good uh philly's gonna be and and whether charlotte gets to keep howard healthy but you know, I think there's six block teams in the East: Boston, Cleveland, Washington, Toronto, Milwaukee, Miami, and then you know the Magic can sneak in there. All right, Tony. So you talked about Philadelphia. You know, they uh, in the trade they ended up drafting Markel Fultz. 
Uh, Joel Embiid is working his way back. Ben Simmons should be back, hopefully. J.J. Redick was signed on a one-year deal. And the fans in Philadelphia are buying tickets left and right. I guess the question is, will the Philadelphia team deliver uh, on the court to justify the fans buying tickets in Philadelphia? I think they will, and I think it's, it's just Ben Simmons has to stay healthy because he's special. There's no question about it. He's the, he's the rookie of the year favorite for a reason. Uh, to me, he's a lock if he plays 70 games. Just a, something that we really haven't seen on this level uh, in a while. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, that's already more polished at, at, as a playmaker. Um, and, and so I, I think you know having a six nine point guard like that is, is really going to be something to watch. It's going to make everybody better. It's going to make Boltz's transition easier. If Embiid stays healthy, he'll be less uh, double teamed less. So yeah, I mean they've got the goods to be a, a five hundred team, no question. Hey Tony, the Pistons who are who are coached and run by Stan Van Gundy added, of course, Avery Bradley. Uh, the roster they have besides that is very up in the air. I guess the question, Tony, yeah. is. Did President Stan Van Gundy give Coach Stan Van, Stan Van Gundy a good enough roster to become a playoff relevant team again? It's they're right there with the Magic, which isn't saying much considering they, they were a year ahead. You know, the Reggie Jackson thing really blew up in their face, and the fact that Andre Drummond hasn't improved on a, a really promising start. Uh, I mean, if he, if he takes a step forward uh, the way that uh, Stan hoped for, you know, to get a Dwight part two that he can lean on, uh, then, yeah, they're going to be in that mix for a 7-8 seed. If not, uh, you know, stands in trouble potentially. Late signing, you know, just last week or so, Dwayne Wade of the veterans' minimum is bought out by the Bulls. He signs with the Cavaliers and the veterans' minimum. I guess the question, Tony, is going to be, what kind of a contribution do you think Dwayne Wade will have this year for the Cavaliers? I think if he's smart, uh, he's going to be an asset uh, in, in the postseason because he does save his best for down the stretch, uh, and his role is going to be decidedly different here. He's not going to be uh, in, in a LeBron shoes. So, uh, you know, I, I think he'll get matchups that, you know, he can ISO and work. And, and uh, you know, he's, again, if history is any indication, uh, a, a tremendous clutch performer. So I think we'll, we'll be uh, getting thumbs-up reactions to Dwayne Wade as opposed to uh, all the message board nonsense that, that has followed him over the last couple of years. Last couple of things. Tony Mejia, our NBA guest. Obviously, Golden State is the reigning champion. I most believe if you had to put – uh, your wager on, you would do it again on them. Who's their biggest sure. threat? Uh, I would say it's Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City with everything breaking their way uh, because they're the team that one through five can most can best match up with them out, out west. And, and beyond that in the west, because it's, again, a thicker league, uh, at least I think you'd agree with that, uh, in its top performing teams, right? Well, I mean, you, you, if you have an earlier round, uh, to me, I, I think uh, it's Golden State, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City beating Houston in, in, a, in, a, in a West Semi. So that's your Western Conference Finals. Beyond that, I mean, as far as earlier rounds, yeah. Memphis could give them trouble. Okay. Because, you know, Marcus Soule, his ability to really take advantage of the fact that they don't have a five with his inside-outside game and, the, and his ability to pass, and it's a defensive team, Mike Conley gives Steph Curry problems. So it's the Grizzlies. Do you like what Sacramento has done? I mean, good heavens, they're out of sight, out of mind. But the the number of key players, additions that they've made to their roster, do you like what they're doing? I thought they had a fantastic draft. Uh, I'm not a Buddy Heald guy, uh, so I, I, I thought that the, the the return for DeMarcus Cousins was laughably uh, soft. But, I mean, to me, uh, Heald made them look good last year with his, his uh 
solid finish, but um, you know he's one-dimensional. And Sacramento, uh, Pop got the the horses. Oh, in San Antonio, uh, if Kawhi stays healthy, sure. I mean, you you need a bounce back year for Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, I know he was the subject of ridicule, but he was playing on a really bad knee, uh, and he and he did, you know, give them a, a game seven against Houston to put that series away. So yeah, they also, because of the, the way the, the roster. Uh, tinkering fell where they really weren't able to add a new piece and they lost Jonathan Simmons, uh, have limited room for error as well. Last thing, uh, the commissioners had some meetings in the recent past with the Board of Governors. They had a couple of days in New York. They went through lottery reform changes and, uh, you know, he scolded teams again on the eve of the season about uh, teams that rest players. Uh, how, how would you grade how he's handled some of the NBA issues recently? I think you don't get changes overnight in the NFL or in MLB, and somehow you get them in the NBA. And I think he has to be applauded. Um, you know, it's a, it's a weird wrinkle because you know some people will say, well, now more teams can tank because of that even playing field of four, team, four teams having the same odds. But right. I think it will help. And then you get the All Star thing today, where you know they, they, they're going to eliminate conferences. That's fun. That's fun for fans. That. that Tells your fan base that you're uh, thinking about them. We'll leave it at that. Good to catch up with you. Look forward to talking to you through the season, okay? All right, guys. Appreciate it. He writes at VegasInsider.com, local. Uh, Obviously covers the magic as well. Tony Mejia, our guest. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.